Welcome to the Bourbon Library, hosted by the Bayless Brothers. A spirited conversation always served neat as barrel proof of our family bond. Grab a glass. The episode starts now. The snake's name was Wilbur. He was a ball python, and he belonged to my fourth grade teacher. I volunteered to hold him as I waited for recess to be over. A recess I was asked to skip to work on my cursive. Cursive that they tried to creatively teach me with a large flashlight and a wall. I'd soon be diagnosed with ADHD and my handwriting would improve on Ritalin and diminish in quality as I came off of it, like some sort of version of Charlie Gordon from Flowers for Altronon. But I digress. The snake's name was Wilbur. And the year was 1995, a year significant for another reason, more applicable to our program. 1995 was the year that Tootsie Roll Industries introduced Caramel Apple Pops, a lollipop made from apple-flavored green hard candy and covered in caramel. And as if the snake had ushered in a new destiny for mankind, I took my first bite of that candy apple and never looked back. And like someone who didn't look back, I started to forget. Until I was blissfully transported back to the Garden of Eden on a spirited journey, courtesy of a legacy bourbon, Old Tub. But first, a message from our sponsor. Yo. Yo. It's... Got those drinks ready to go? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm down at the bar. The boys are on. All right. I got a cup here waiting for you. I'll go ahead and drop a cube in it for you. All right. All right. See you in a minute. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Bye. So I'm gonna I'm gonna open my old tub. I always like opening it with you guys. Yeah. It's part of my experience. I intended to do the same thing, except I opened it w- with you guys last night. In spirit. The old tub was like the original bourbon for Jim Beam, right? Right. And you could only buy it there until June or something of last year. History, as we know it, is complex. But Old Tub is not. This is why it makes for a great legacy. It's a humble beginning for one of the kings of the industry, Jim Beam. I've wanted to do a deeper dive into legacy brands, and Old Tub is an appropriate stop along the way. It's easy drinking, perhaps too easy for some of us in the book club, but the flavor story is simple and that's what makes it so profound. It's meant to be something with an unfiltered past. You know, it's funny. I'm just like looking at my bourbon collection and um, I have more Beam Centauri bottles than I have anything else. Yeah. Which is weird because I didn't think like, oh, that's something I really like. But I have old granddad, Basil Aiden, old tub. But but that's probably because it's also readily available to you in your market at a reasonable Mm -hmm. price. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. All right. What are we um, tasting? So the nose is definitely better coming out of the bottle than it is sitting up this (laughs) ice. In my opinion. So 
Ryan's drinking it neat, so it probably still has that nice nose. I have a little bit of ice, but yeah, the nose is still pretty nice. That tastes like a caramel apple. Yeah, the... But not overly sweet. Mm -hmm. Is tasty. The what? Doesn't have a big finish, though. No, it kind of goes away. Goes away. Yeah, it's not spicy like a rye, but it's not sweet like a weeded. It's it's something can, in between. You want to know? You want to know the mash bill? I got sure. It. Let's hear All the right. mash bill. Seventy-five percent. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna beat Timmy to the punch on the mash. That bill? was no, the no, that no. was the, I planned I it. Gave, I planned I gave this. Him I, the <laughs> I planned this. Wow. I planned this four hours ago. I told Alec. I'm gonna beat Timmy to the mash bill. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Well, this is this is from BreakingBourbon.com. It says 75% uh, corn, 13% rye, 12% malted barley. So it's a lot it's of corn. Average rye. Right, but yep. uh, it seems like a lot of corn. No. Yeah. That seems like a lot of corn. That makes sense, I guess. That's what uh, I'm sort of putting things together in my head as far as like what a, a palette of what to taste. And that makes sense because it's not like the wheat makes things sweet, the rye makes things spicy, and the corn is like this other thing. Well, that's their, st <laughs> I mean, that's their standard mash bill for Jim Beam. Hey, yeah. So that's uh, all Jim Beams. I was just well, going to ask you, Timmy, can you tell me whether or not. It's the same mash bill as Old Granddad? No, Old Granddad is their high rye. Got it. And that That's that why it's spicier. 3% corn, right? That's and why Ryan, that's why I like to drink it when you come over. Right. <laughs> Hi, Rye. Hi. <laughs> well, something I think is kind of interesting is that the Old Tub and uh, and, and and Breaking Bourbon uh, dot com uh mentioned it so I'll, i'm not i don't want to just rip this right off the website but they talked about like it's you know old granddad and old tub are both bottled and bond mm -hmm. or you know you can get a bottle and bond right of both and they're so they're and they're age about the same uh but they have different mash bills and they mm -hmm. taste wildly different but same same distillery same you know uh but just a mash bill difference i suppose they they made it with the same process that they did before it was Jim Beam. From its inception, Old Tub was meant to be a throwback to a bygone era. It gets its name from the large tubs used to mix the mash. In 1880, Old Tub became the very first bourbon brand to be bottled by the Beam family. It is their OG bourbon, and it really set the path for the future of Jim Beam, which 80 years ago, it became. When in 1943, the name Old Tub was dropped, and renamed to Jim Beam, the white label, as many know it. But that's not the end of Old Tub. For many years, it was still sold in 375 milliliter flask bottles as a novelty at the distillery's gift shop. Like many legacy brands, it gained a reputation, and the good folks at Beam Centauri made a smart move. To look back and remember. In the summer of 2020, they released their 750 milliliter bottles to the general public. So, you know, this is just a meh. Yeah. Working for me, right? And I'm drinking it, and it's drinking fine. Yeah, you know what? I think it would be a great mixer because it's yes. got a real nice sweet taste to it. Yes. It's not mm -hmm. harsh, it's not woody, it's not any of those other nasty things. Right. And so I think it would be a great, like, it would make a really good old fashioned. 
Yeah, I mean, because it, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have an, uh, it doesn't linger at all. It, yeah. It, no. It, yeah. There's no. It has no. The finish is real weak to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of funny. I feel like it's nothing special, and that's what's kind of nice about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of it's like it's one it's note, but one good note. Yeah. Yeah. It's a novelty. It's like, oh, that's what the old stuff tastes like. This is, uh, yeah. it reminds me of like just drinking a whiskey, not a bourbon at all. When I run it over my tongue, it just it, almost identical to the caramel apple suckers. Like, yeah. Like, what a throwback flavor to me. Uh, reminds you of uh, baseball games at the in Syracuse, Indiana. Yeah. In the 90s, we lived in Syracuse, Indiana, a small town anchored around two lakes, Syracuse Lake and the famed Lake Wawasee. While Devin and I were in elementary school causing trouble, Alec was spending his days playing in our humble yard across the street from a rock and roll and Pentecostal church. We had a picket fence and one great climbing tree. I was best friends with the preacher's daughter and have early memories of visiting their services with funky music and folks in full suits and ankle length denim dresses dancing in the aisles, singing and crying and speaking in tongues. I don't think I fully understood what moved through those stained glass windows and into the people, but I just loved the kind of music that seemed to shake souls awake. My dad was working at his first big engineering job. It was a large manufacturing plant that made axles for vehicles he'd point out on long drives. He would remind us to be a good person meant working hard and taking care of your family, and that it was sometimes better not to speak and appear ignorant than to speak loudly and remove all doubt. Quit cutting out all the crap, Ryan. Make it more raw. What? What? Nothing. Uncle Timmy, dad's lifelong best friend, would also come for long weekends. And it always felt like his magic energy created a warmth and safety around our family in only the way old friends can. By marking the path between your past and your future. What did they drink back then? Jack and Coke. I like this old dub. Me too. I I do. It is simple, but it's not great. Yeah, it's super. It's super simple, and I mean, obviously, when we're chasing stuff, we're chasing like stuff that's more complex or like. Especially, it's like the deeper you get, the more you want to be like challenged or surprised. At least that's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, and old tub doesn't do that. In a way, it's like very refreshing. You know what I mean? It's like ah, yeah. oh, nice. This is easy. This is uh, familiar. Pedestrian. Pedestrian. pedestrian yeah and you know but i like using that word when it's appropriate and yes. i think it's appropriate here yeah it, it's very real it's very authentic it's very middle of the road all right we all have our opinions on how it tastes but this is what jim beam's official description reads this unique bourbon has tasting notes that include oak complemented along with grain and a warm caramel it has a lingering color of golden citrine gemstone with shades of honey and an aroma that carries initial waves of oak, followed by vanilla and grain. And I get that. But overwhelmingly, I'm reminded of caramel apple pops. And it's a simple delight. And sometimes that's all we need. A simple delight. Not all legacies have to be complex. Alec, you held up your bottle of Old Tub to the the, um, camera. And it occurred to me that the color looked a little light. So I put my 12 year and the old tub next to each other, turned them around so you could see through the glass. And? Big, big difference. Between so what and what? 
the Knob, the Knob, Knob Creek 12 year. So much more uh, color and richness looking. Is it oh, this, yeah. Is it, this, oh, well, is it Beam Centauri? Knob Creek is, yeah. It is? Is it the same mash bill? So it's just it's just an old tub 12 years? So, Craig, that's, wow. the, difference, that's, that's the difference between four years and 12 years in the going in and out of the barrel on the chart no, no, and getting no question, the color right? and the flavor. No, I mean, it makes sense. But there's no complexity years. here. Yeah, no it's doubt so about funny. it. so funny. I feel like, I mean, we, we want to give old, it's like, no wonder I like old tub. Like, it's like the little baby teenager version of like the Knob Creek 12, which I love, and the, and the Knob Creek 9 for that matter. Well, like, wow, interesting. If you read about Knob Creek all the way back to when they started that line, mm -hmm. it's kind of like um, the kind of like the Blantons of Jim Beam, where Booker No knew all the special spots in the rickhouse mm -hmm. to get the best bourbon. Mm -hmm. And so he started creating a premium small batch bourbon from the best barrels in the rickhouse. Mm -hmm. And then right, making their premium brand. And he was kind of on the forefront of doing that. Mm -hmm. If you read about it, he, you know, he was doing that kind of uh, um, bottling of special premium bottles before other people thought it was kind of a good idea. Well, I figured, I figured Jim Beam made Knob Creek because they were tired of making bad bourbon. They said, we should make bourbon that people actually like. So here's the question. Is Jim B, Devin, Devin providing a little bit of that uh, commentary discourse. Yeah. Uh, is Jim Beam any good? So, it, I mean, is regular everyday Buffalo Trace good? Mm. Buffalo Trace is good, yeah. Is uh, Benchmark or Old Charter good? Right. No. So, the, so from the same warehouse, <laughs> from the same rickhouse and the same mesh bill, right? Mm -hmm. There's good barrels, there's medium barrels, and there's really, really good barrels. Yeah. And the really crappy barrels they put in the cheap bottles, mm -hmm. or or in Jim Beam's case, they blend them mm -hmm. to get a consistent Jim Beam taste, right? Mm -hmm. And at Buffalo Trace, they put them in Benchmark and Old Charter bottles. And at some point, they also figure out, we need to put the bottles in these areas because that makes the best, you know, if well, it goes through the season. They, I mean, they're, they're barreling thousands and thousands of barrels, yeah. barrels, right? So yeah, they have to put them, they have to fill the rickhouse. Right. But they know that the ones that are, are basically in the middle of the rickhouse mm -hmm. turn out the best. What do we know about Sour Mash? So what sour mash whiskey does, it's like uh, sourdough bread, right? It uses leftover mash to, to start, you know, from the previous batch to start mm. the next batch. And so they have that starter, if you will, right? Right. That is carried over, over years, years, oh, and that's years. Fun. And it builds that character. So, I mean, it's kind of like with a, the way the bread makers are. It's Ryan. that yeah. sour do you remember when you were little, we used to do Amish bread? Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. And, and Amish bread, you would take a little baggie that somebody gave you. Yeah. Which was basically sour mash. Yeah. And you would make a new batch out of it. And from that yeah. new batch, you would take one of six of them. I think it was six. And That's, give them to other people to yeah. start their own. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Same, same idea, right? It, it was part of the, uh, what gets the, the batch going. I, I would say Amish bread is one of those things that I'm chasing as an adult. 
uh, because it's it was such a meaningful thing to see as a kid. Yeah. Uh, the idea of food that was shared and also that it took like 10 days or whatever. Right. I was like, and then it was so good. And yeah. I don't, I mean, I imagine it was as good as I remember. Who knows? <laughs> I, I mean, that's the, maybe that was the early uh, bourbon drinker in me was like, oh, it'll be I worth the wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In 10 years, this is going to be so good. Growing up in the Midwest can feel a bit simple. This is what makes the memory of it so tender. Our mom ran a daycare and cleaned houses. She'd later start her career in alternative education, and her empathy and patience would become life-changing for teenagers in tough living situations or with developmental challenges who needed someone to just simply believe in them. And that's what she's good at. She simply believes in people. Learning to share my mom was at times complex, but helped demonstrate how universally transformative the act of simply sharing love can be. Since mom worked mostly from home, she spent a lot of time baking. Her peanut butter cookies, warm and gushy, spread out on brown paper bags on the kitchen island come to mind. That was the same kitchen island that held the dishwasher that my mom would later say she used to hear Spirit in the Sky playing from as a cosmic message from our grandmother after she passed away. To be honest, I think I sometimes heard that song playing from the dishwasher too. Since we lived where lake life met farm life, another common baking adventure was Amish friendship bread. This sweet bread is made and shared in 10-day cycles and is basically a sourdough bread with a lot of sugar and cinnamon, with a starter that gets passed around in friend, family, and church groups. I remember my mom receiving her little baggies of starter and 10 days later having a warm and delicious bread we could smell from outside, and that got shared with the neighborhood kids and beyond. I remember the 10-day cycle could be torture at times, but the weight is what made it truly special. And just like bourbon, we knew nothing could replace the magic of time as a key ingredient. I like to think that someone is still sharing a starter from that same bread. Just like our childhood is frozen in the halls of time, if I try hard enough to navigate my way through the maze of life, just maybe, if I'm lucky, it'll end up back on the table, and I'll be there with sugar and cinnamon on my lips. Should we kind of summarize what we think about Old Tub? Yes, let's close it out. A nice flavor and a nice finish, but weak, right? It doesn't linger. And so that makes it good for cocktails. Yeah, agreed. I would What's say that I, I would, I, I like it quite a bit. It reminds me of a green apple sucker, uh, a caramel sucker. I think this is very, you know, we, we often talk about Blanton's being like candy. I think Old Tub is more so like candy. Hi, Ma. Hi. It's not a not a fair comparison, right? But that Knob Creek 12 year, which is from the same mash bill, but from the center of the Rick House and right. age 12 years is so much better. Yeah, agreed. So it shows it shows four the, to twelve. Right? Um, what's the word? It shows the right. It shows the potential. The old tub, if it yeah. was in the right barrel in the right place and for the right amount of time, it could be amazing. We're gonna end the episode. We're, gonna end, we're definitely ending the episode on that. I like that. That's good stuff, right? That's good, Dad. <laughs> hey, cheers. Here we are again, reminded that with bourbon. Just like in life, it's about the journey, not necessarily the destination. With these different bourbons from the same mash bill being very pleasant stops along the way. Sometimes on a trip, it's fun to end up at the Iowa 80, 
with all the bells and whistles of America's largest truck stop, or to simply pull over to the side of the road and eat some Amish friendship bread underneath an old tree. So thanks to Old Tub's simple flavor, I've been able to reach back in time and taste that caramel apple pop and remember what it was like to let my soul shake loose. This has been another installment of the Bourbon Library. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good trip. Thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you heard, kindly take the time to rate and review our show wherever you're listening. It will help us grow and make more episodes. Remember to follow us on Spotify and tell your friends about the Bourbon Library. Do you have a bourbon you think we should try? Let us know and we might just feature it on a future episode. And we'll be sure to give you a shout out. If you're listening from Spotify, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts, turn on those notifications so you know when we drop a new episode. All right, bourbon lovers. Until next time. To drink is to live.